But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. And now, another preview of NFL teams on After Further Review. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, you did. But that was a good job right there, Frank. <laughs> All right, we're back at it again here on 88.3 WGTs After Further Review. And we got David Man of God Harris on the phone lines. We just got done with the Dirty South, the NFC. Now we're going to go on over to the other conference the AFC. He's got the Saints marching in to win that division over there. Now we're going to go on over to the AFC South. Now, last season, the AFC South was won by the Jacksonville Jaguars, 9-8. and eight. Cincy Titans went 7-10. and 10. And Indianapolis Colts, 4-12. and 12. And the Houston Texans were 3-13. and 13. I believe they got, what, the second pick in the draft? Yep. And then the Bears <laughs> traded. The number one pick, pick to the Panthers. Panthers, right. But the, the, the Texans got the number two pick. They had the second worst record, and the Bears had the, the worst record. So now we're going to be talking to David the Man of God Harris about whether or not things will change. Last year, David's picks were he picked the Colts at 14 and 13, the Titans 11 and 6, the Jaguars 5 and 12, and then he thought the Texans would pull the. NFL champions title belt just like the Browns and the Lions by going over 0 and 17. You just missed it. But but David was right about the Texans being last. Um he didn't get the Colts right at all. Um and the Tennessee Titans were second, which he got right, but the Colts and Jaguars actually switched. Um, spots, but the Colts, I really didn't. They have injuries. Yeah, Colts, Colts had some bad, bad injuries. Jaguars got lucky. The Texans decided at the end of the season that they would actually look competitive and decent. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, they were able to get some surprising wins mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. Obviously, the breakout of Damian Pierce kind of blew, blowing up, and everyone's like, "Oh, this running back's good. Mm-hmm. He can go to run that guy." Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the Colts were. When you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, you're you're destined to doom. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, go ahead. Well, actually, the Colts so, didn't have Carson Wentz. They had Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, they had Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. You, yeah. Well, even worse. That's what I thought. All right, go ahead. An old guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's so not that old. Younger than younger than Philip Rivers, who they had the year before or two years before, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a couple years ago. They had yeah. Philip Rivers. They had yeah. Lord Philip. Right. Yeah, Phil Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, all these all these old guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Carson Wentz isn't old, but like with all the injuries, he might as well be. Yeah, kind of washed, kind of old and washed up. Old washed up guys are just washed up. All right, yeah. go ahead. All right, sticking 
from our tradition, worst to first, the basement dwellers, we'll stick in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not because I don't think Anthony Richardson is a bad quarterback. Because I think he's he's got the prototypical build. It's just the transition from college to the NFL. A lot of people are saying at Florida mm-hmm. made bad throws, made bad some bad decision, is that going to correlate when, in the SEC, yes, you're going to get penalized for it, but in the NFL, you're going to get penalized even worse mm-hmm. for the decision-making. That, compounded with the Jonathan Taylor situation, which is basically 75% of their offense, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So you're having to deal with kind of a contract dispute. So he's going to be out the first four weeks. So you have, you're going to be relying on a lot of young Inexperienced running backs. I know Jackson like had some playing time last year, but even in his back of duties, really didn't look all that like he was okay. He was serviceable. Wide receiving and tight ends, you have serviceable pieces, but in this league, serviceable won't get you to the playoffs. It can get you a couple wins here and there, but I don't think it'll get you where you want to go. Defensively, they made some improvements, yes. But I think compounding, trying to get Anthony Richardson up to NFL ready, which, again, like is going to take him at least a season, just kind of get through this rookie, rookie funk. And also because I think he's going to throw quite a few interceptions, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to struggle. I have them finishing the year at... Five and twelve. Wow, five and twelve. Who was that? Indianapolis. Okay, because you, you don't think Richardson can really. I, I think he's still raw, but some people like a lot about him. But he, his his upside, his ceiling, I think, is Cam Newton, and a lot of people were making that calm during combine and particularly during training camp and preseason, like early preseason mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. some of the joint practices. Right. We're saying, like, if he grows into, like, that's his NFL comp, everything goes well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good comp. Because yeah. Cam Newton, when he came out of college, was the best player in college football. Right. Arguably the best college quarterback that we've seen in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Just raw, just sheer athletic ability and talent and everything that he was able to do. So if he can meet, meet that, mm-hmm. I think that's, Colt's got a steal. Right. It's just. He throws too many bleeping interceptions, like, bam, mm-hmm. like just some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just got to watch that. And I think, it, yeah, the Colts, it's going to be growing pains. Hopefully mm-hmm. the contract dispute gets figured out with Jonathan Taylor because they need him. Um, I wish they would have just traded him, but the Colts are asking a little bit too much for him. But, I mean, they're going to be they're gonna look for the best entrance, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, 5-12. and 12. All right, keep going. All right, right down there, a team that I really don't trust, and every year we just kind of figure out what, who the bleep are they. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. Okay. At the quarterback position, are you sold on Malik Willis? No. Yes. What, like, what are you trying to do? Like, we know Derrick Henry is going to get his touches. We know he's going to be a beast. People are saying that he's washed. Clearly, I've not watched Derrick Henry because if that's what Wash looks like, I would take that 
10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. Well, David, in all uh, fairness, he's got a lot of miles on his tires. I'd rather have those miles than that physicality. Like, he may not be able to do, like, the 60, 70-yard runs where he's, you know, disarming people mm-hmm. into the next stadium, like, three towns over. But, like, he's still a workhorse that I I would continue to feed until um, until he can't go anymore. Like, that's bad to say, but he's of that old-school generation where, if he can, if he could, he would want, you know, three to four hundred carries in a season. Like if he, if it was up to him. Like and, and you ma- well, you mentioned the quarterback situation too. I mean, are they going to go with Malik Willis? They drafted Will Levis, and what about Mister Knees Made of Legos, Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like again, I'm. I said it last year, Will Levis is overhyped. He's living off a of one okay season. Um, like, if you look at, like, he's he's in the Baker Mayfield camp of a lot of bars, a little bit of bites, and kind of living off a of one okay season. Because if we're going to go by what have you done with me lately, Will Levis looked like crap last season, majority of the year. But no one wants to talk about that. Everyone wants to go back to the glory years of the season before when Kentucky was, yay, top 25, all the rankings. She left last year when the stock was higher. But, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a million-dollar question. Who is the quarterback one? Because you, you invested a lot in Malik Willis mm-hmm. to get him. A lot of people were saying, oh, you know, he's going to be a quarterback in the future. Obviously, if you're not playing as much as Malik Willis was with Ryan, you know, sitting behind Ryan Tannehill, you're not going to be able to really gauge his NFL readiness. And then when he did play, he looked sloppy. Well, if you don't play a lot, it's going to take some time to get that rust off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's with any quarterback. So yeah, drafting Will Levis. I I'm surprised Ryan Tannehill is still in the league because he's so injury prone. Mm-hmm. And like you said, his knees are shot. I'm, yeah. They're made but of Legos. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by, by their bye week, the quarterback that they want as QB1 will be starting moving forward. Mm-hmm. Defensively, again, it's a lot of questions. Like, they're good, but can they get over the hump? Can they compensate for the offense? I think on their day, Tennessee can play with the best of them. But if they're not, this team could easily be in the single-digit scoring. Is is that much of a wide gap disparity between 100% clicking all cylinders and even 60-70%? So for, for that reason... I have the Tennessee Titans at seven and ten. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, keep going. As we move up the standing, there's only okay. two teams remaining. Okay, okay, uh, Frank. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, keep going. He's getting choked up thinking about the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are 
not going to win the division. They did last whoa, year. Whoa, 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 David. I, they did last you're year. not picking your pet team to win the division? No, because as much as everyone loves Trevor Lawrence, I think he's just an average quarterback. Like, he's above average. Like, he's not. There's a lot of people saying he's going to have a breakout. Brady. Right. I, I understand. I think maybe next year. But some people are saying this year could be a really breakout year for him. I, I put him, I put him in the category similar to Justin Herbert. Like everyone praises him, but I, like you gotta, you gotta do something. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what do you want him to do? He won the division last year. What people are talking about, Trevor Lawrence is the next, the savior. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. <laughs> he's going to come in, run the league like gangbusters kind of have the streak similar to Peyton Manning, win the division every year, mm-hmm. go to the playoffs, 4,500 4, yards minimum, 45 touchdowns. The way that they were talking about him at Clemson, like he was going to save the NFL and be the next great quarterback. Well, he was undefeated in the preseason this year. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just, I, 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 yeah. I know it doesn't yeah. count, but yeah, yeah, just letting you know that. Uh, he's all no. he's played in 17 games both of his two seasons. He's played 17 games, 3,641 yards his rookie year, uh, 359 to 602 uh, completion to attempt ratio, um, or 359 completions to 602 attempts, um, six six per yard average, 12 TD, 17 interceptions his first season. Now remember, he had Urban Meyer and that whole mess down there. So some people thought that that really kind of eh, you know messed up his rookie season basically he had three got sacked 32 times he had a qbr of 39.1 now the next season his sophomore season gets out of that whole mess with urban meyer uh, still 387 to 584 less attempts but more completions which came out to 66 percent more yardage 4113 113 yards to be exact seven yards per uh throw 25 touchdowns to eight interceptions and he had a qbr 56.1 he's he's moving in In the the right direction direction. right right and some people think that this might be the year that he really gets it done i i i genuinely hope so i think do i think he was like worth all the hype Probably not, but if you're, you know, let's just be honest, if you're compa- being compared to Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, seen as kind of this quote-unquote white quarterback savior, mm-hmm. as he was according to Sports Illustrated, um, you're going to get you're going to get that expectation. I think if we saw some of the games where he was still a little bit eh, with his decision making, but that again comes with time and being able to have more familiarity, more experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I think the weapons around him have to improve. Like, I know that they brought in Travis Etienne to kind of be his partner in crime because they had a relationship with Clemson. That's mm-hmm. college. That doesn't always necessarily translate to NFL. Plus, Etienne seemingly like always hurt. I feel like he just got injured, like just walking down the street. Um I think defensively, the Jaguars are going to be dominant just because I feel like they're creeping back into that top third of defenses in terms of overall when you think of 
kind of back to when they were last kind of playoff ready. Granted, under Blake Bortles, but it was really that defense that led them to the conference championship game. Um, yeah, I think this this defense is going to continue to improve. I hope Trevor Lawrence improves. I just I just don't know if they they will repeat. It's not as though they're a bad team. I just think that the team at the top is going to kind of ride ride the hot hand, ride momentum. So I have the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing at nine and eight. Mm, that's not bad. Um, obviously, they won the division last year, and um, what was it? I think it was ten and seven. I believe it was. Yeah. CJ Beathard is on, on their on their squad, by the way. Yeah, last season they ended up being nine and eight. And what do you have them at? Nine and eight this year. So they 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 tie <laughs> they tie their record and they get second. I, I I'm not gonna agree with you on this one, David. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna excel even more, and I think they'll go eleven and six and win the division. I think they'll win two more games. But I want to hear what you have as the first place winner. And I think he's got a worst of first. Yeah. Well, he picked them to win zero games, and they won three. But he did pick them last. He was right about that. His Actually, if you really look at it, a lot of David's predictions have been right on. The records have been off. But the prediction of where they place in the division has pretty much been on. So now, you got the Texans at number one. Why? How did they go from first to worst? If you're saying that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft and not C.J. Stroud. Because it, anything could be better than the situation in Houston. They could put in Ben Roethlisberger. They could, they could put in Jim McMahon at that offense. Mm-hmm. It would be infinitely better. Like Name an old quarterback that's, that can go down there in a suit and he would be better and how Houston Texans quarterback situation was. How about uh, Dan Orlovsky? Dan Orlovsky, Dan Marino, Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, Boomer Esiason, like, name name it. Actually, we don't even need to stick with just quarterbacks. Michael Irvin back there would be better. Deion Sanders. Yeah, there are a lot of, like... That quarterback situation was bad in Houston, which was part of the reason why I had them going windless last year because they, it was just god awful mess in the backfield, and at a position that wins or loses you games, divisions, Super Bowls is supposed to be the face of the franchise. It was unwatchable for the majority of the season, and I think. Having C.J. Stroud in there as the face, as the guy, as you know, they're putting their king's ransom, everything around him, getting a young core around him with decent weapons is still a super young core. But for me, the reason I have them winning the division is what they did the defensive side of the ball. I think Will Anderson is going to be defensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to get double-digit sacks. I think he's going to make a lot of people wonder, like, man, we wish we could have 
gotten up to that number three and taken him. Because I think having him on that defensive line and getting pressure will uh, will kind of take the place of what J.J. Watt was doing before he went to Arizona. Like, they were missing a huge pink piece of that defensive pressure, which caused the rest of the back to kind of have fend for themselves. I think having Will Anderson get the pressure, get the quarterback, that's going to help that defense a lot more than I think C.J. Charles is going to help the offense. Mm-hmm. And having – so, like, the records – I'm not going to go anything like super buck wild. I think – the record is going to be similar to the Jaguars at nine and eight. I think just tiebreakers within the division mm-hmm. because the Jaguars um, always find a way to lose to the Titans um, for some strange reason, and the Colts always play everyone tough. But yeah, I just think it's not Houston is going to blow teams away like they did back in and when they were wrecking havoc on the AFC South. But I just think this year, a culmination of everything coming together and this really being a new era, I think they're going to really hit the ground running and build on the momentum of where they left off the end of last season, now with significant improvements on both sides of the ball, particularly getting pressure with Will Anderson. And then, obviously, C.J. CJ Stroud. What are your thoughts on him? Again, we everyone wants to take stock of what we see in preseason. I think, like like every other quarterback, it's going to take... NFL is different. Mm-hmm. Whether you play at Alabama, Ohio State, whether you play in front of you know, 80,000 on a Saturday or however many... Uh, Energy Stadium holds capacity. I'm sure they've changed sponsors like 45 times since Energy. Um, but I like I, I think he's going to play well. I'm not saying it's not you know Ohio State bias or anything. I think he's a solid quarterback. It's just he has to be the one to break the mold mm-hmm. of yes, you do well as an Ohio State quarterback. But then you come to a league and you poop hammers. It's the same thing with USC quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a certain stigma that that position has. Mm-hmm. That when you, you do great in college, you come to the league and we're all like, is this the same guy? Like what happened to all these dynamic throws? And again, similar to what I was saying about Bryce Young in the previous segment, it helps. Like that NFL quote unquote like playing similar defenses just in terms of the quality, the aggressiveness, particularly playing in the Big Ten, you know that you're gonna have a lot of aggressive front fours, front seven, and you'll obviously see that. But the NFL is bigger, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. People are more calculated and they know what you're thinking a lot of times, some of these veterans. So you're going to have to get that adjustment. You're not playing against 18 to 22 year olds. Like these are grown. Now you're in a grown man's league. Mm-hmm. So that adjustment is going to take some time. But I think, I think CJ Stroud is going to play well. I don't think he'll throw for you know, 3,800 yards. But I could see him throwing 
3,300, but then also because of his scrambling ability, rushing for 750, 800. So maybe 4,000 yards of total offense with him. I could see that. Which would obviously give Houston a little bit of better, better offensive dynamism similar to what we saw when they had Deshaun Watson, that dual threat. Can I ask you a question? Yep. Who will have the better career, Stroud or Justin Fields? I want to say Stroud, just because I know the Justin Fields conversations. But yeah, I think it's going to be Stroud because he's in a better situation where he's, I don't think there's going to be crazy head coaching changes. He's not going to be asked um, to, he's not going to be asked to do more than he's able to do with the pieces that he has around him. I think we, we talked about it pretty much since he's been drafted. Justin Fields was in a no-win situation, particularly after Matt Nagy got fired. Because now it's basically, uh, he's out there playing to prove himself, whereas I think C.J. Stroud doesn't have to play to prove himself. I think he just has to play his game and not not shoot himself in the foot. I, I guess my thing is, what's the obsession of everyone seeing Justin Fields be successful. I'm not trying to be a hater or anything like that, but this is the first time I've seen where a quarterback really lacks some skill set, but people are really rooting for him. But I think it's because just the history of Fields has, you know, kind of the immense draft capital that they trade to get him. The expectation got of him being of bringing back the glory years that short, tiny window for two seasons that the Bears really had of getting into the playoffs. And instead, the Lions doing what the Bears should have been doing and what a lot of people wanted the Bears to do. But yeah, and then it's short end of the stick and um, everyone looking in Chicago and then trading away his best players. And so now everyone's like, all right, here you go, Justin. So yeah, I think there's this there's this desire for wanting Justin Fields to have a solid NFL career and not go through kind of the pinwheel or the hamster wheel, so to speak, because they know that can you see Justin Fields really being a backup to more than five teams in this league? Hmm. Maybe. Depends how the Bears hold on to him. I think a lot of people are fascinated with his athleticism, but not really his his quarterback talents. Yeah, so, so like, when you think, like, if Justin Fields isn't the starting quarterback for the Bears, there are so few places that he could go. So, yeah, he's going to fall into... He's going to be similar to Teddy Bridgewater, but without the injuries where he becomes kind of a career journeyman now. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, where's Teddy Bridgewater? And, like, I think a lot of people don't want to see that for Justin Fields. Like, they want to give him the opportunities because if he's not there, could he? And also, too, where is he going to go? Is he going to go back up like a Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia? Maybe. You could see him 
kind of now in a place like Houston or Carolina. Yeah. Or you could, could you see him in Kansas City? That, you know, Patrick Holmes, maybe. So, like, outside of those where they already have a system for a dual-spread quarterback that can scramble, he's, he's not going to play. Unless you go to a system where they want him, or it's a system that's familiar to what he's running in Chicago, which there aren't that many. Maybe Arizona, well, Arizona needs the quarterback for sure. So, like, maybe he'll go to Arizona. He can be the starter because Kyler Murray's waiting for Call of Duty to come out. But, like, there are so few places for him to go. It's, you gotta, you gotta play well in Chicago to keep your job. Otherwise, there's too many quarterbacks particularly coming out this year. But can you say that about everyone's career? You better do well with the original team you're with or you get labeled as a journey player, journeyman, or a bench player? Yes, but I think for the quarterback, it's different because I think for a lot of other positions, um, it's easier to find a position as a backup, safer as a running back. Like You can go be a veteran running back anywhere. You can go be a veteran wide receiver because there's there's so much need for those positions. You can be a good backup veteran, defensive backer, corner, or linebacker because teams need so many on their staff or in the locker room. It's hard to be a journeyman quarterback, particularly a journeyman, journeyman scrambling quarterback in this particular day and age just because a lot of of teams are looking to be a pass happy offense they're not looking to do dual threat quarterback systems all right dude recapping who you got first in record I was a Houston, Houston. Texans winning it at nine and eight. Okay, next is the Jaguars. They're nine and eight too. Yep, by virtue of tiebreakers, Houston Texans win the division. Um, after that, you end up having the Titans, Tennessee Titans. At what? At seven and ten. And bringing up the rear is. The Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. Colts. You don't believe in them, huh? No, maybe they'll get their quarterback of the future next year. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. It's going to be a long road. David the Guy Harris here on 88.3 WXUT. Thoughts, Frank? For- I would switch Jacksonville and Houston just because I think Jacksonville's still a better team. Houston, I think, is going to be better, but they're, they're basically going to be running a daycare center down there. <laughs> The daycare center. They're going to be young. All right. You're listening to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, good preview there of the AFC South and NFC South. All we have left, you did the East, the North, the South, and then all we have left is the West. This is how the West is won. So you got Kansas City, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Denver Broncos in the AFC. NFC, you got the San Francisco 49ers, Seahawks, the LA Rams, and the Arizona Cardinals. That'll be an interesting one. 
by the way, he did predict right with the NFC West, Arizona would be in last place, and they're in last place. Yeah, spoiler alert for next week. You know who's winning the AFC West. You know who's going to be in the basement of the NFC West. <laughs> that, that, is, that is totally true. Make sure you check out all of our shows, either on live and after further review sports show on Facebook. We're always here live or live on 88.3 WXUT on Saturdays, 1130 to 130. Then also we put all of our segments up on SoundCloud and iTunes with a picture of Frank Baxter and the horse's head. WXUT's after further review. When we return, we'll talk some high school, high school football. What you got, Frank? A recap of action from week two in the great state of Michigan, mm-hmm. including teams that we cover on Friday Night Victors. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a little bit later, some college football is I've got two games going right now. Mm-hmm. David will talk a little bit about week zero and if it matters. And I actually may have a solution to make it better. Okay. Ooh, can't wait. Anyway, listen to 88.3 HTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.